I'm Keaton. I'm Laura. And we love stories and talking about stories. So we're looking at the Bible as a story that's filled with real people. And we're hoping that if we um, show the human side of these people in the story, um, that we'll see God is real too. That's right. We want to try to read the Bible with curiosity and maybe let our imagination do more work than it gets to do when we read scripture sometimes. So we're going to start with the question, what did these people eat for breakfast? And we're going to see where it takes us. How did they start their day? And how did the rest of the day go? Welcome to The Breakfast Translation. Old Testament is loaded with sibling stories, right? Right. We even talked about this at the end of our last episode, that one way to look at this whole big story that covers um, thousands of years is the thread of siblings. Right. And sibling and battle of the siblings. Essentially. That's right. Yeah. The thing we all sort of know, which is that there's tension a lot of times between older and younger siblings. And in this pattern, it's specifically noticing the brothers, mm-hmm. especially because this is coming in a world where all the property, all the wealth of the family, all the honor of the family was designed to go to the older, the oldest sibling. You think they do some sort of semi-splitsies, like a 60-40. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know. We're Americans, uh-huh. so we don't really like that kind of uh, inequity. That just because you're born first, mm-hmm. you are the one who gets all the... Are you the oldest in here? No, you have an older brother. Yeah. Yep, I have an older brother who's getting all of the lamb. <laughs> That's right. Gosh darn it. <laughs> uh, but in the Bible, what happens often, and we again, we talked about this, this is from a book by John Levinson called The Death and Resurrection of the Beloved Son. In the Bible, the younger son is sometimes loved just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That some of the the parental figures in the Bible and some of the systems... Even the ones that are supposed to favor the older sometimes lean towards the younger. But that's not without cost. That a lot of the younger sons in the story face some kind of death. Sometimes it's a literal death. Sometimes it's like a symbolic death, like an exile or they're sent away. uh, Or they, um, in the case of some, like they they just sort of disappear for a while. Uh, But like in Joseph's case, right? He's not necessarily exiled, but he disappears. And then there's always a return. And so Levinson makes the connection to this being a model for Jesus's story. Um, so we're, today's story is Jacob and Esau, which is the perfect case study of this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause it's two siblings and Esau is born first. They're twins. Just barely. Yeah, just barely. (laughs) And there's this little fun note that Jacob is like hanging onto his heel. Um, On the the exit. (laughs) From the very beginning, Jacob uh, wants more than he's offered. And maybe Jacob knows that the older son's going to get all the stuff. So he's like fighting from the beginning. Uh, So let's start with our own stories just a little bit because you have many, many siblings. I do. I have three, yeah. which feels like a million, <laughs> or at least it used to. Did you guys have any um, any breakfast battles that you can remember? Was we there any had, fight to the cereal? Yes, it was always a breakfast battle, especially because I feel like when you wake up in the morning, you're at um, your crankiest and you're most <laughs> right. vulnerable. Yeah. So it was very much so like if you don't if you don't get downstairs, if you don't wake up early enough, the cinnamon rolls are going to be gone. Yeah. I even remember recently it was 
we're all adults essentially now. And yeah. Um, we got those really yummy cinnamon crunch Panera bagels. Okay. You know, yeah. So we got a bag of those and the top is clearly the best part. And my little brother <laughs> <laughs> ate um, all of the tops out of, off of all of ours and That's, left us at the bottom. <laughs> he's a monster. He's a monster. We So we occasionally get that for our volunteers here at the church. We get the Panera bagel pack. Does and, somebody eat the tops off? And, well, they <laughs> go right for those cinnamon ones. Mm-hmm. If you're not first in line, you're not getting a cinnamon crunch one. There's something special. Yeah, they are really good. My sister and I used to fight over. My sister who provides our music, mm-hmm. uh, who who laid down the tracks for us. Yeah, their theme song. Um, she and I used to fight over cinnamon rolls because when you, the way my we used to make them is like you put them in a circle and there was always one in the middle mm-hmm. that didn't have any crunchy sides. It was no, just it was soft and delicate and fragile. And that was the best one. And so we would have a race to get to that. Um, did you guys all like the same things for breakfast? Was it always a battle for the same resources or did you have some differences in what you wanted? It, it, we, I feel like we had the same, the same. Okay. It was just whatever was available. We ate, we were, we, my mom always said that we acted like we were never going to eat again. <laughs> There's some scarcity. Uh-huh. Around we the, used to, yeah. We, hit, we like all squirreled yeah. food away in our house too. Like we got a you special, had we had some under like your pop pillow. tarts and stuff. Yeah. You could find them in any of our rooms. <laughs> I can understand that. Uh, I've talked about this before, but my sister and I had con- very contrasting food preferences. Okay. That I enjoyed really plain things. Like if I was feeling wild, I'd put cinnamon on my white toast, (laughs) but my sister loved flavor. Mm. So she was a person who, even when she was young, was like throwing hot sauce on everything. So you didn't have to compete a ton except for that center. (laughs) Except that she would also, so if it it was like a a shared meal, she would want to spice it all up. Oh, for everybody. Yeah. Everybody's getting hot sauce. And she would just pour that spice all over the thing and ruin everybody else's pancakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I just wanted boring pancakes. And now you made them all fancy. Spicy pancakes. Um, So we were a little, we had a little Jacob and Esau about us um, in our food choices, but in our style too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's where this story is kind of, it's a fun one because of that. Right. Because of sibling dynamics, because they're still so at work in the world. Um, but there is this underlying issue of who is more beloved that, that comes out of some of these Bible stories, um, that runs deeper than just siblings being a little different or greedy. Um, so Jacob and Esau are the sons of Isaac who we last saw. His parents were waited so long for him Mm -hmm. and they went through this whole struggle of having him and the promises of God were at stake in whether or not Sarah and Abraham would have a child. And they finally have Isaac and Isaac was almost sacrificed. That's right. Yeah. There's this moment. We didn't even get into that. We've had so many tangled issues, but there's a moment where Abraham calls or Abraham's called by God to take Isaac up on a mountain and sacrifice him, which I've always thought has a lot more trauma baked into it than we're given in the story that Mm -hmm. Isaac has. You have to live with that. Um, I think he might have flinched for the rest of his life oh. because of that. You yeah. Know? Oh, come yeah. on, Isaac. Let's go over here. Yeah. Got something to show you. To not know when your dad brings out the knife, if he's going to cut up the meat or you, I think has got to be a tough way to live. Um, and it's hard to know. I think we've talked about this a little bit. When we look at these stories, I think it's always worthwhile for us to just stop and say, we understand a lot more about trauma now. It's hard to know if they would have registered these things the same way we do. Uh, but Isaac has a, 
a complicated story of his own and then his family is complicated. And just to give it away the ending, every family in the story has complications. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that's a beautiful, comforting piece of reading these stories and, and really swimming around in them and thinking about them. And so here are twins who are born at the same time. Uh, it's Isaac and his wife. And they are night and day. And the writer of this story <laughs> makes it really clear. One's hairy, one's smooth. Yeah. It's almost cartoonish. Uh -huh. Yeah, It reminds me of, did you ever go to the dentist and do the Highlights magazine? Yeah, I did. Goofus and Gallants. Uh, okay. I don't and remember them, but remember, I can, I can imagine the that they're important part quite of the different. Highlight magazine. Yeah, I'm sorry. So there were these two brothers, or I don't know if it ever clarified they were brothers. There was cousins, close friends. I don't know. But uh, Goofus... He didn't do things oh, right. Was and he a little Gallant, goofy or something? He had some goofuses about him. Mm -hmm. But Gallant was always doing the right thing. And so it was always like highlighting the difference between Goofus and Gallant. So you get a little bit of a Goofus-Gallant dynamic here. We're always just retelling stories. And so uh, that's a little bit of what's happening here. J Jacob and Esau, as you said, there's a difference in uh, body hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Which comes into play. Yeah, not just as like he's hairy, but it's like... It's he's rough. He's a simpleton. He's kind of I just picture a lumberjack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like absolutely. I don't think plaid was invented yet, but I we think can, I, he probably figured it out. Esau <laughs> might have been the first one to wear plaid. He was. Esau invented plaid. That's you right. Here first. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jacob is not only is he like smooth because he's not as hairy as Esau, but he's conniving. Right. That's kind of his character from the beginning is. Like he's always up to something, whereas this brute Esau is just going to tell you what's going on. Um, so let's just play right there. You know, obviously these are kind of car caricatures almost of these people. What do you think Jacob's having for having for breakfast? This might be foreshadowing too much, but I am picturing um, Jacob snoozing his brother's alarm so okay. that he can get to that to stick with the cinnamon roll he's getting the middle cinnamon roll that's right and he's changing Esau's alarms and then Esau's getting the the crusty one yeah on that's a end. great trick yeah whatever's most valued in the household Jacob's gonna try to work the system yeah I that's picture Jacob and again I don't think they had this kind of baked good but I think he's I don't know if we've assigned anybody uh eating croissants mm. He's the croissant guy. I feel guy. like he would really, because I just think of him as fancy. So he's gone, and he's probably gone to like the, the, um, local coffee shop. That's beginning. right. Yeah. But he brings back like crumbs for Esau, mm. you know? Um, and so any thoughts on Esau? What's he, what's he going to have in his plaid? Esau's eating a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Grabbing him by the tail. That's perfect. Yes. That's <laughs> Just wandering <right>. outside and <laughs> like a squirrel kebab. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did you think? Well, I just thought, cause I think I thought lumberjack. So like a giant breakfast. Oh yeah. You know, but I think, to the I think a squirrel is, <laughs> is just right. Yeah. A pile of squirrels. A pile of squirrels. Not just one squirrel. What's funny is their story does come down to food. Mm -hmm. So there's this moment where Isaac is... This birthright thing, right? This, the land, the blessing, all these things are supposed to be passed down through the first son. But, um, Rebecca, Isaac's wife, 
likes Jacob a little more. So she wants to work the system and get Jacob the blessing and the birthright and Mm -hmm. all the good stuff. And so they come up with this real weird trick where he gets like the hair of animals and puts it on his skin to trick his dad into giving him the blessing. Because Isaac has um, poor eyesight. Is that right? right. right. (laughs) Which I think that's just like a fix on the story. It just adds on to this (laughs) cartoonish nature. It is very bizarre. Grandma, your eyes are your skin. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit like the... The big bad wolf definitely stole some stuff Mm -hmm. from this. But we get this moment where Esau is hungry because he didn't have enough squirrels that day. And so he's so hungry. And so Jacob basically tempts him to give him his birthright and the land and the family blessing and all those things by promising him some soup, basically. (laughs) So this is where our podcast is really relevant Mm -hmm. because it does come down to just Esau got so hungry. Mm -hmm. What's the hungriest you've ever been? The hungriest I've ever been was I was traveling and I was very sick. I had gotten a parasite when I was overseas. Okay. (laughs) So I was capital H hungry. Um, So I couldn't eat for a really long time. The only thing that I could stomach was French fries. Well, okay. I was in that area. <laughs> I was eating exclusively French fries for like a month. It was <laughs> wild. Um, so that was definitely the hungriest. And when I got home, I the was... French fries were the only thing that would stay in you? It was the only thing that I could that would stay in me and the only food that felt familiar because okay. I, I developed a distrust. Oh, sure. Where I was, as you Something can imagine, because I was yeah. pretty sick for a long time. But yeah. I just remember coming home and being like, cheeseburger, <laughs> like throw one at me right now. <laughs> I need this so bad. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a that would definitely make you... Mm-hmm. give away your birthright mm-hmm. if you get that hungry did yeah. you also have I a parasite a traveling at one point <laughs> one. I, I did not quite have a parasite but there was a lot of sickness that ended up being a part of the story mm. um i decided i was visiting friends in the northeast of america and i decided it would be really cool to take a train from baltimore to boston mm-hmm. i did this without any understanding of how long train rides are ah i think it just sounded like romantic to it me does. almost I, like I it sounded so much more interesting to me to take a train I'm gonna take the train from yeah Baltimore then to take Boston. a plane because mm-hmm. it felt like such a fast flight so I was like well I'll take it I'll see more if I'm on a train It'll, I've never really done a long train ride and I really didn't understand New England geography so I didn't know how far I would guess three hours <laughs> uh, I mean you wouldn't get hungry if it was a three-hour train I know ride. that's what I would have guessed though it turned into I think um almost more than eight hours that I was on the train. Oh no. Uh, and it, cause I learned that there are the, there's like an express train and a commuter train is one thing I learned. I also learned that sometimes the trains run out of food. And so the what? train I was on took way longer than what it projected online. And then when they I didn't, the ticket. they didn't train through McDonald's they or something. Ran out of food. It's not easy on a train to just mm-hmm. like, you know, so I had cliff bars in my bag. And I got so hungry that I ate, I think, two Cliff Bars. And I'm not going to tell you what would happen, but I just uh, want to tell people. Don't. Never. One Cliff Bar never max. Never do it. <laughs> Let me be the lesson. Uh, never eat two Cliff Bars in one, okay. one sitting. A cautionary tale. Yeah, because I don't remember a lot about Boston because of really badly the really all that oh my goodness uh, did to me so we're both very vulnerable in our answers (laughs) (laughs) it is a a piece of the the puzzle but i think that's right it's that desperation and so esau because he's a giant lumberjack who's accustomed to having so many squirrels a day um (laughs) 
gets so hungry and so desperate that he gives away uh, his birthright. Wow. And so it transfers the story to now it's kind of Jacob's story. Now, I do think it's important to say that. So in the death and resurrection idea, what happens is that Esau gets so mad that he's been tricked, that Jacob's stolen the blessing, that this kid's been sniping at his heel from the day they were born. You know, he's probably just resents all his smoothness, Mm -hmm. you know, or thinks he's weird because he's so smooth. (laughs) Um, Esau gets so mad that Jacob doesn't die, but he is sent away from the family uh, that it just becomes too hard for them to stay in one place. And so they go several years where Jacob is out in the wilderness. He doesn't get to see his mom who loves him before she dies. Uh, He misses all these events. Um, And then they have a moment at the end where he decides to come back home. And do you remember how the story ends? Do you remember what Esau does? Isn't he kind? He does. He turns it around. It's a surprise ending. Uh Uh-huh. Because I've always thought it's fun. So he basically gathers a whole army to meet Jacob before he gets home. Mm -hmm. Um, But instead of using that army to like attack Jacob and whoever he's gathered around him, whatever people are with him at that moment... He, he falls on his neck, it says, which is like a description of a a hug (laughs) and a little neck fall. (laughs) Really think about that. It's Uh it's really just a neck fall. Talked about what it thigh holds (laughs) and neck Thigh shakes and falling on a neck. Um, And so that's what happens is Esau, brute that he is, has the capacity to forgive and welcomes him home. So again, this is also foreshadowing a little bit of the prodigal story. Absolutely. Esau is the older brother who forgives and joins the party and throws the party mm-hmm. in place of the father almost. And so their story actually is um, a good one. I think we've mentioned it before, but it's worth saying uh, Frederick Beekner, who I'm going to, I guess I'm probably just going to say him every episode mm-hmm. <laughs> almost, but uh, maybe it's just fresh in my brain because he uh, just passed away uh, not too long ago, but he has a book called... Uh, Son of Laughter, uh, that's Isaac's story, that gets into a little bit of these family dynamics, how they come out in Isaac's life, and then how they come out in his kid's life. So uh, a worthwhile read, and I think just really adds all these layers to uh, their their daily uh, life experience. So watch out for parasites. Watch out for little brothers. Watch out for double cliff bar action. Watch out for double cliff bars. Don't take the train, or if you take the train, carry a variety of sandwiches and snacks with you and not just heavy fiber bars. (laughs) Uh, I think we've learned a lot here together today. I think I need, yeah, I need some time to unpack this. Yeah, That's right. So thanks for joining us. Uh, Catch us next time. We're going to talk about another uh, little brother named Joseph uh, on the breakfast translation. The rock and the story.